<laughs> Just like it did last time. You gonna be into podcast? Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot to say. You have so much to say. So much in life is scripted, but this is unedited. Listen in as we have casual conversations about art and faith. Welcome to Unedited. I am Farley Sanderford. And I'm Jennifer Chetlick. And in this week's episode, we have a new thing that we're going to try. Yeah, we, um, so it's a time of year, um, like, I don't know, if, if, you've been in school or have kids, it's like field trip time of year, mm-hmm. I think, because the weather's nice and yes. everybody goes. So we thought we might start a series on taking museum field trips. Yes. Um, and maybe pick a different exhibit and um, go see it and have some thoughts about it and share them with you all. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, so this is our first installment in that. Um, and, you know, we started at the VMFA because that's our museum. And most of them will probably be the VMFA, but who knows? Maybe we'll go somewhere else. There's so many museums within, like, an hour or two. Right. Yeah. We no, we really have for a really long time. Yes, we could. <laughs> this, yes, this could be the whole thing we do, but it won't. Um, so, yeah, so we decided to start with an exhibit, actually, that's about to come down. Yeah. Um, I was just looking through the VMFA at what was up, and this, this exhibit caught my eye. Um, and thought, oh, we should see this before it comes down. The, the exhibit is um, called Patience and Perseverance. It's um, the fourth volume um, of an installment, of, I think it's called the um, Black Photographer's Annual. Mm-hmm. And so the VMFA has been doing this for a couple of years. They, they've been putting up uh, a, like the, an install, a volume. So this is volume four. Um, all of them are online. You can see all these photographs. But we're going to talk about... Um, the ones that are up there now, there's um, works from four different um, African-American photographers. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the history um, behind this exhibit and then like what was going on uh, in, a, in that time context. Your, your favorite My word. favorite word, yeah. All time. Yeah. Okay, so um, this exhibit grew out of the Black Arts Movement. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. So my minimal knowledge of the Black Arts Movement. Um, so, I feel like we've talked about the Harlem Renaissance before. You and I? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe, maybe I just talked about it in my you art history classes, yeah. so that seems familiar. Yeah. Um, so, the Harlem Renaissance started after World War One. There was what they called the Great Migration, which is this movement of African Americans from the South to the more industrial North, mm-hmm. also the possibly less um, sort of overt racism happening in the North versus in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this whole big like artistic movement, music, performing arts, literature, all this stuff. I mean, it's kind of when jazz was born, isn't it? Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that started, you know, 1920s, 1930s, after World War I. Right. Um, and then after World War II, um, and then carrying on sort of after Martin Luther King, sort of in that period between after Martin Luther King and during the time of Malcolm X, right. um, there was, you know, several sort of civil rights um, movements. Um, so the, in they, according to the sources that I have, 
around 1965 is when the Black Arts Movement started. And that start, what, it was sort of fueled by a couple things. One was the death of Malcolm X, okay. um, right? So the leader of the Black Panther Party. Malcolm X was assassinated on February 21st, 1965. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the wake of his assassination, um, right, this leader has fallen out of this, this great movement, um, that it sort of broke off into two sort of trajectories. One was sort of almost a continuation of um, the Black Panther Party and more of what they called the revolutionary nationalists. Mm-hmm. Um, they went in one direction, and then the cultural nationalists broke off and went another direction, and they were more interested in creating poetry, um, visual arts, theater, music, um, to reflect pride mm-hmm. in their own um, Black history and culture. And sort of not only give an outlet for black artists, but also to look back at their own history and culture and sort of what's it really has to say. <laughs> and sort of bringing that culture into um, into the public space. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the black arts movement started like all this all this stuff was happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it was became it was pretty active from around 1965 to around 1975 mm-hmm. um, and the reason it sort of died off um, is there was a shift in the sort of political um, views after 1975 they started focusing on more Marxist kind of ideas and mm-hmm. which sort of didn't really align with the sort of cultural, artistic expression of the Black Arts Movement. Um, and so a lot of the people in the movement sort of felt disenfranchised and didn't want to continue on with that because right. they, they were going to follow in this sort of Marxist um, kind of philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so they were really, overall, the, the Black Arts Movement was interested in um, understanding and questioning um, Western ideas and Western influences, Western usually correlating to white and whiteness, mm-hmm. um, and sort of questioning those, and also thinking back to their um, sort of cultural African roots and looking at those things as well. So do you think it's fair to say, that? and you and I are obviously two white ladies, so... Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. We're checking out privilege here. Right. We're, we're speaking about this from that point of view, but... It seems to me like this time of history is when um, African-Americans first started finding their voice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm back to thinking like what we heard at the Breath in the Clay, that it's the artists who lead the way. Like this mm-hmm. is who you hear from. This is yep. who, um, I don't know. I just, I was as you were saying all that, I was thinking, okay, here's an example of that. So this community is finding its voice mm-hmm. being led by um the artists, the poets, the photographers, the music, like they're, they're leading the way for this community of people, which I think is pretty amazing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's sort of finding, um, and asserting their own agency. Right. And then, like you said, it started with the artists. Right. Right. But visual and otherwise. Right, right, right. Um, and one other thing it's according to a source that I was reading, um, the, the black arts movement actually started, um, it started in New York, uh, sort of Newark area, um, with the founding of the Black Arts uh, Repertory Theater in Harlem. Okay. So it started even in theater, mm. which I think is mm. really, really fascinating. Right. Um, and that's a whole other 
the history of theater, and yeah. I mean, that's another way we've, we've treated African-American people terribly. Yeah. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. So it started in New York with theater, and then it spread mm-hmm. to Chicago, mm-hmm. Detroit, and San Francisco. Those mm-hmm. were kind of the main sort of hubs. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Where these, this movement really got traction. Yeah. No, that, that's great. All right. So we're going to kind of, um, like, walk you through um, this exhibit a little bit. So, you know, you it's coming down, but I'm not sure. If, we're not sure exactly, like, if they rotate it through, if it's an ongoing thing. Um, it's online. You can see all these pictures online, but we're going to kind of walk you through it. So the first thing that I, I noticed, and if you've not listened to our othering um, episode, go back and listen to it. Because mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of new stuff in there for me. And even as you were talking about the Black Arts Movement, I don't remember learning about that when mm-hmm. I was in college. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't remember. In my four semesters of art history, I do not remember. I mean, that's not to say that I didn't. It was a long time ago. Possible. <laughs> but I don't remember it. So, um, anyway. But we had a hard time finding this exhibit. It was all the way up on the third floor in a hallway near the restaurant. Like, we literally had to wander around and ask people to get, like, multiple people yeah. to get there. Um, so, I think that proves the point you made in the other end podcast about how artwork um of people of color is treated and and you know i that's not necessarily a slam on the vmfa i i don't know what it's like to organize a museum yeah um but this this exhibit is in a hallway kind of like between the restaurant and the bathroom there's a bathroom at the end of the hallway yeah so yeah it's not even like an official i mean it's an official exhibition space but it's not like its own separate like room right you know that all a lot of the other right and like you said you didn't know if it was because it was photography and there's that whole photographers are part of the other people in the art community so So, anyway i just noticed that and like i will now forever look at museums differently because of that conversation so that that um stuck out to me so we wanted to bring that to your attention so maybe when you go to museums you will notice how things are laid out Mm -hmm. Um, because i think that's part of this conversation that we need to have Mm -hmm. um to, to do better. Right. So, anyway. But on the positive side, they did have this exhibition. Absolutely. So they right. are yep. participating and, yep. and bringing, you know, these lesser-known artists of, of color to, to the forefront yeah. in that way. So that's yeah. good. Absolutely. So within the um, Black Arts Movement, there was this collective, um, mm-hmm. like a subgroup kind mm-hmm. of. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So... I guess a little bit towards the end of the Black Arts Movement, so... The sort of, like you said, sort of the major movement ends or sort of fizzles out a little bit around 1975. Mm-hmm. Um, but between 1973 and 1980, so this is sort of the second, maybe even third wave of um, Black arts and their movement within um, primarily American culture. Um, there's this group of photographers, again, starting in New York City. They published four volumes. Um, and so this is where they're getting the photographs and the photographers for the exhibition that we looked at today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called um, the Black Photographers Annual. Um, and it grew out of this collective of photographers, and they were known as the Kamoinge Workshop. Um, and Kamoinge is this really um, cool word. Oh, gosh. Kenyan? It's a Kenyan word. Yeah, Kenyan I, word? I have more on that. Okay. Sure. I'll let, I won't steal you. So this Kamoinge workshop, which is this collective of African-American photographers um, later on in the 70s, 
put together these four volumes. And so these are what the VMFA has been showing, selections from each of those four volumes. So what we looked at today was volume four, uh, four artists from that. So each annual that they published um, featured as many as 49 artists, which for visibility and for recognition and for elevation of the status of the artist of color, like that's huge. and this is all film photography. Yes. Um, it was silver, mostly silver print. Yeah, gelatin. I gelatin silver print. I'm not a photographer. I know enough to be sort of dangerous. <laughs> I know that sil- gelatin silver print is a type of uh, film photography material. So it describes what the actual photograph is printed on mm-hmm. and the process of exposing the light and dark. But that's... And with my knowledge. Yeah, they're stunning. Yeah, they're really, there's something, and we were talking about this, there's something really magical, I think, about film photography yeah. that digital, at least to my, in, in my opinion, my very humble opinion, there's there's a difference. Like, right. there's a richness. Yes. There's, and there's, and because of my very limited knowledge of photography, I know the process right. by which you not only develop the film itself, but then the, the print too. So the fourth, the fourth volume um, is what we were looking at today. One of, one of the sort of big things that they're talking about in the fourth volume is this. They did an interview with um, James Vanderzee. And so James Vanderzee is, was a photographer who was very influential within the movement. Um, and so... Um, he was the oldest of all. Yeah. So he really sort of spearheaded the, the way for these later artists mm-hmm. to, um, to make their make their work mm-hmm. um and so this fourth volume it co- sort of comes out as a response to that interview and his sort of lasting impact on right. on these photographers and their work right yeah that, that's pretty cool um so the the kamoinge that word i had to look it up and learn how to say it <laughs> i'm probably still saying it wrong but um that the kamoinge collective um was really interesting to me because the the whole point behind all of this this group of photographers and this collective, there's actually two different collectives of photographers, I think, that, that fall into this, what we're talking about. Um, they were trying to reclaim their narrative, mm-hmm. um, to reclaim uh, how they would be remembered in history, the images and all of that. And so I, there's just something, like you said, they're really empowering about mm-hmm. that. Um, but the word, it's a Kenyan word um, that means a group of people acting and working together. Which is just really beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it says the the collective's aim was to join forces to push one another, raise the quality of their work, and elevate every project they produce. Um, it said we saw ourselves as a group who were trying to nurture each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also, like I said, a means to create nuanced documentation of black lives, politics, and arts. So what important work. This, right. this group did and right. that you know that we now have all of this all of this documentation of this time in history mm-hmm. um so yeah i just i loved that word i loved the meaning behind it um and all of that and we'll just walk you through them um so why don't you take the first one farley the first one that you come to when you walk through the exhibit okay so the first one you come to i know we're gonna put your name so I'm we just so sorry um his first name was Dawood. That seems right phonetically. Bay, yeah, B E Y. So he was a an American photographer and educator. Mm-hmm. Um, he did large scale portraits of um, young people and other um, 
lots, lots of marginalized or other, mm-hmm. what we would classify as quote unquote other. Um, and so he, I think, so I'm under, if my understanding is right, he was one of the more contemporary. I think so. Because um, it says in, two, in 2017, he was a fellow and a recipient of um, a quote-unquote genius grant right. from the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Yeah. Which, that's like super prestigious. Right. Um, and very important. So, and so that his photographs are like the first ones you see when you walk in um, after you read like a little right. description. Um, and the the one of his that they showed that I liked the most was actually a portrait of James Van Der Zee. Yeah. And it was like super cropped, super up close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked how you described it. You said he had kind eyes. Yeah, he really did. He, he just, a softness and just mm-hmm. a, a genuineness and a friendliness mm-hmm. that, that he sort of conveyed in his, yeah. in that portrait. I think it's really Really cool. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so the next one, as you walk through, um, is by I'm assuming a woman, uh, Marilyn Nance. Yes, yeah, she's. Um, it says she's also known as Soul Sister. Beautiful. That's like one word. Beautiful. Um, but her work, I don't know. I think maybe you and I may have um, been the most moved by her work. Her mm-hmm. work was really um, emotional. Yeah. The others felt a little more um, like like documentary, Um, but she captured emotion in her work. Um, So they're not titled, her pieces aren't titled, but there's one, um, looks like it was taken in, so she was born in 1953, um, but the one I like the most of hers was taken, I think, in 1977, and it is a group um, of these just beautiful people um, standing in line, all African-American, and what I... I, you know, I don't know what they're standing in line for, um, but I love the energy of these people and how close they are to each other, um, how they're touching each other. There's just a lot of love in this mm-hmm. simple picture and in, in their expressions, the couple who, the, the handful of them who turn to look at the camera mm-hmm. and then some aren't. There's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of emotion in this picture. Um, and I, yeah, this one was my favorite of the whole Thing. Of the whole thing. Of the whole thing, yeah. But there's mm-hmm. another one of hers that you liked. You know what I'm yeah, about? yeah. Me, Again, I think um, they're all untitled. Is that one titled? Um, this one is titled, it's okay. titled 46th Anniversary. Okay, okay. Um, and it's a portrait, again, talking about, like, intimacy. I think that's one of the, like, the closeness of the people and sort of their relationship and their connection mm-hmm. to one another. Mm-hmm. She's really... Mm-hmm wonderful like capturing that in a still photograph right um black and white no less mm-hmm. um and so it's called 46th anniversary it's a sweet tender yeah, oh, portrait yeah. of um this married couple it looks like they're sitting on a subway car mm-hmm. and they're both like dressed to the nines hats. like hats mm-hmm. um they're he's wearing like a boutonniere she has um this like fancy, um, they're clearly going somewhere. Thing they're going somewhere on her hat, like he's got umbrella, like they're yeah, oh yeah, they and it's it was just so sweet that even forty six years into their marriage, they're still celebrating 
with this kind of like pomp and circumstance for each other. Yes. yes and showing true. up yep. and like yep. they're also sort of touching each other and sitting next to each other. Yeah. And she's sort of got her arm in his, in the crook of his elbow. And it's yeah. just really, yeah, that's a sweet, sweet, a sweet photograph. Sweet. Um, one of the things I read about all of these photographers is that, um, and I guess this is true, maybe with all photographers, I don't know that, that their pictures not only show you, you know, what, what they photograph, but they also reflect them too mm-hmm. as photographers, the mm-hmm. way they mm-hmm. the way they choose to do it and all that. So you can draw a lot out of her photographs about her, right? Um, just because there's just so much emotion in them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, but yeah, Marilyn Nance is is her name, and I think there were like four. Well, next is um, a photographer named Jules Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a photographer and also a tenured professor at the Art and Photography Department of Queensboro Community College, um, which is uh, CUNY um, in New York. Um, he's taught for two decades there. Um, he was born in San Francisco. And um, his photographs, I would... So the first ones, first photographer we looked at was sort of documentary almost. Yeah. And then we had Marilyn's photographs that were more intimate and emotional, and um, Jules Allen sort of goes back, I think, to sort of elevating the status of photography to fine art, um, and really capturing not necessarily emotion, but form and light and shade, right, right? all these kind of like physical um, or formal qualities in the work. Right, they almost are almost abstract looking. Yeah, or even conceptual, them. maybe. Right, they're they're lovely. They're just they're completely different than all the other photographs. Yes, yeah, yes. Um, and so I, I love I love the variety mm-hmm. of you know the even though it's the same medium, it's the right. same time period, it's you know the same collective of photographers. How different they are. Yeah, and perhaps representational of all different kinds of photography. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, those are good. The last one, and he took up the whole wall, but it makes sense, are, are the photographs of James Vanderzee. Um, the first thing we noticed, because his were the oldest, you right. know, his photographs were taken, um, I think, earlier in the 1900s, was just the, you can see the, the difference in technology, the difference in um, the technicality. The pictures look different because right. the cameras were different. Right. Um, so that's the first thing you see is that just the, the pictures themselves are different. But then you look a little more, and the way um, people are posed, again, dates them. Because yeah. people had to sit for longer because of... The exposure time was longer, oh, so you can really hold a smile for hours and hours. Right, right. Face hurt. <laughs> um, so, but even still, even with all of that, um, there there were some that were intimate and... Um, and sweet. Uh, he also had some some sports photography, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it says he was best known for his portraits of black New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a leading figure in the Harlem Renaissance, like you said, right. like the first wave of this. Right. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, and yeah, it says he produced the most comprehensive documentation of the period. Mm-hmm. Um, and like among his famous subjects were. Uh, Marcus Marcus Garvey, uh, Bill Bojangles Robinson. Who uh, there's a sculpture of Bill Bojangles in Richmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, and then um, County Cullen. And I don't, I don't know all those names, but those are yeah. Those are. I don't know County Cullen, but I know Marcus Garvey. Okay. He's pretty important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was 
it was um, really interesting just to see the evolution of photography, even in this one little um, exhibition. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I, I liked. Um, so the the name of this show, um, Patience and Perseverance. Um, when they were putting it together, they asked Van Der Zee if he had any advice for mm-hmm. younger photographers, and that's what what his response was: patience and perseverance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's not just advice for them as photographers. Yeah, that's like life advice. <laughs> for, I mean, obviously for all of us, but for the plight of African Americans. Yeah, you know, and and um, yeah, they, yeah. Anyway, there's like that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> That we're not qualified to have, but I can I can see it from the outside and admire it, yeah. um, and be inspired by it Absolutely. as as yeah. an artist, as a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was a, a for me it was a, a moving little exhibit. There was a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, I wish it went on the third floor by the bathrooms. Yeah, in a hallway. In a hallway, because um, I think it's important. Yeah, um, but. But yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts? Okay. I'm glad we went. Yeah, me too. I think it's a good way to kick this off. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think maybe we'll try to find um, lesser known things like this to bring mm-hmm. to you all instead of the big. Yeah, the same. Right. Big ten. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that would be. I know it'd be fun for me, but I think it'd be fun for mm-hmm. everyone to hear about these lesser yeah. known. So anyway, well, I think that's a good place um, for us to stop today. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, you can email us at podcast at worldhorizonsusa.org. We would love to hear your questions, comments, show ideas. If you have an exhibit you want us to go see, email us. Mm-hmm. If we can, we will. Um, if you are listening on iTunes or Spotify, um, leave us a rating and a review that helps other people find us. And another way to help other people find us is to share this episode with a friend. Um, so thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Unedited. This podcast is produced in cooperation with Gallery Edit in Richmond, Virginia. You can reach us at podcast at worldhorizonsusa.org.